0: percent off your first 3 months. Now here's your host of the Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente.
1: Yo! Welcome back, welcome back. Yo, it's been a minute. It has been a little bit of time, man. Um I'm happy to be back with you. I was on vacation, man. I uh, was able to go visit my girlfriend in LA for a little bit. I was actually there when the earthquakes hit. I'm not going to lie, man. You know how everybody says when an earthquake hits, like my mom, for instance, was like, hey, Bobby, you got to, you know, when it happens, you got to run out of the building. Look, man, I'm going to be the first one to tell you when an earthquake hits, you have no clue what's happening at all. So going running anywhere. Look, man, Mother Nature has you. There's really not much you can do about that, man. So but regardless from that, man, we have so much to get to. Um, we have a lot of fun today. Today, Brandon Camille is back. B Cam is back. And we talk about this fire week of boxing. So much going on. Um, obviously, we have the huge fight with Manny Pacquiao and uh and Thurman. We also have Caleb Plant filing Mike Lee, Teofima Lopez, uh Ugas. Man, Dillian Wyatt versus Rivas, and we're going to go ahead and also touch on a couple of things like Shakur Stevenson, and you know, a lot lot more, man. So we have a really, really, really fun, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, man, we have a spirited debate today, Um, but unfortunately today we also have to start off on a little bit of a sad note. Um, obviously thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Purnell sweet P Whitaker. He was, uh, unfortunately, um, killed this past weekend via a car accident. And, um, he is one of the most iconic fighters of all time. One of, if not the greatest defensive fighter of all time, uh, Olympic gold medalist in the 84 Olympics, which is arguably the best Olympic team of all time. And so much more, man. So we'll talk about him a little bit in the show and kind of continue going on, having a little bit of fun. Um, Without further ado, I can't have you guys waiting anymore because the Fight Podcast is back, baby. And here's my conversation this week with Brandon Camille. Enjoy.
2: Yo, sir. Brandon,
1: Brandon, Brandon, what it do, man? How are you?
2: Man, everything is everything. No complaints. I'm out here living the dream. There it is, man. There it is. Hey, man, always a pleasure to have you
1: back on the Fight Podcast, man. You know, we had some technical difficulties last week, but you know what? We back at it.
2: Yeah, man, you've been trying to keep me away.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, we've been out of time. We've been working, bro, so it's all to the good, man. But yo. Um, yo, there's so much to get into this week, man.
2: There's a lot to get into. We might have a long one, but we're gonna try to keep it reasonable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I think we can get it in uh, in time, man. But uh, look, Do you man,
2: know I, what, you, you don't even
1: start because every time I, I mean, we try to get it in time, like I'm keeping we get my to eyes open, man. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes open. I'm keeping us on a strict timer, bro. I'm out here. Well, you know all what I'm right, saying? I, right. I, I, got, I got it. But um, so, so
2: so we're gonna do a quick free Flacco, and then we're gonna get into it.
1: Yes, let's start off. Re- go, brother. You know what? Because uh, you closer to Sweden than I am, so go ahead and say what you got to say, man.
2: Closer to Sweden than you are, bro. Um, you're you on
1: the East Coast,
2: man. You're right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's really, <laughs> it's really not a lot to go into. Like, if you know the situation and. Um, you know, you know that ASAP Rocky does not deserve to be locked up in Sweden at this point in time, but um, whatever it is, whether it's strict laws, whether it's the color of his skin, which we all suspect, um, I mean he doesn't need to be in prison right now. He's an innocent man that was simply defending himself as he should be able to. Um, that's why you have bodyguards in the first place. Um, but I mean, yeah, so he should be a free man right now. Free the man. There's no reason for him to be locked up in prison. Um, and, you know, I I mean, that's really all there is to to say about it. I mean, there's not a lot of debate here. If you've done your any half research and really just watched a couple of videos on Instagram, you'll see um, that he doesn't deserve to be in prison and that he's being unjustly held right now. So, um, you know, it it doesn't matter who he is, what he said in the past, like he's a person. Uh, You look at anybody you know. I mean, I'm sure we've all made mistakes. No one deserves to be locked up in a foreign prison for simply defending themselves when they were being harassed and you know is that guy out in the streets right now just walking free that makes no sense to me so um yeah don't want to take too much time here we got a lot to get into today but uh free flacco. absolutely
1: man so asap yeah he went out there unfortunately got into a scrap out there for whatever reason like he said definitely was defending himself but uh yeah, it's just a—it's a terrible situation. And for those of us who are like, "Oh, I don't care," because of X, Y, and Z, and whatever he said, yo man, have empathy for people, man. There, there's a—it's um, it, amazing the amount of individuals in the world that just strictly don't have empathy for their fellow man. It, it really blows my mind. Um, we're seeing it everywhere but the lack of empathy that is really beholden of this country at this point in time and is, is terrible bro but uh moving right along and honestly i hate to do this man but uh yo we're sticking with the bad news um this past weekend and i, I want us we have to uh i want to start I hate to start with this but we have to uh Pernell whitaker man uh Pernell whitaker um arguably 1B in terms of the greatest defensive fighters of all time. He and Mayweather, um, absolute legend, 40 wins, four losses and a draw. Uh, A couple of those losses were questionable to say the least
2: um man i mean i mean let's talk about it we I will mean, but real
1: quick let's say what happened he ended up passing this past weekend he got hit by um a car in virginia beach virginia so uh that's unfortunate so rest in peace to uh, to sweet pea um Pernell whitaker but like we were talking about yo some of these losses on his record this dude is an absolute legend absolute oh.
2: Absolute, legend absolute and legend, and he was robbed of what should have been career-defining wins. Yes, on um, on two, uh, on two of them, occasions, two, of them. Yes. two occasions, and again uh, against two absolute legends in their own right, and you know, two legends who would have obviously uh, changed what his resume looked like. And he already had a hall of Hall of Fame resume, um, but Oscar De La Hoya, who he received a unanimous decision, lost to. Very controversial decision. Very a lot of people think he should. Everyone um, who who I've read and listened to thinks he should have won that fight. Um, I, I wasn't into boxing at that at that point, so it's not a fight that I have seen personally, um, and I haven't had time this week to go back and watch that one. Same here for Julio Cesar Chavez, and and I, I from what I've seen, that was a much worse have robbery you that fight? than the De La Hoya fight. I, I have I have not. I, Yo, I was not around for Sweet Pea. The,
1: so here's the thing. I, neither was I. Um, in in that capacity. I mean, I was around, but it's not like I, I really, I was watching all these fights when they were happening. So a lot of these fights that I've seen with him, I've had to go back and look at. Yo, I remember watching that fight with Chavez. When I tell you Chavez, I could only give Chavez tops two rounds in that fight, tops. That's the most I can give Chavez. He got absolutely, I had it 10 to two. That's how crazy it was, bro. There's no way in hell Chavez even came close to winning that fight.
2: Yeah, it's I mean. Ridiculous. It's- and it's, it's boxing. We see this stuff over and over. We got a glimpse of it this past weekend um, with the uh, Greer fight on e- over there on ESPN on the yeah. Shakur Stevenson undercard. But, um, you know, n- not to take any attention away from Purnell, Whitt- Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker, um, uh, one of the best to ever do it when it comes to make and miss, make and pay. He was a true showman in the ring. One of the few stars that we get out of the Virginia area. Um, but he, he was amazing. when Two wins over James McGirt, um, argue you can definitely Bloody say McGregor. that he, yeah he he won that fight over Julio Cesar Chavez he should have beat Deloy as well you know one of the only true losses that you can say he has is probably Phoenix Felix Trinidad and you know that at that point he's way 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 past his prime yeah absolutely but
1: and right, Prunell, I I'm gonna be honest with you man in terms of Purnell a story that I heard recently about him which blew my mind and I don't know if you've heard this one yet but they were talking about how, first of all, they said he was a wild man, right? He, they used, to, he used to spar, hung like drunk. He used to get, get fucked up, go spar people and still beat the hell out of them. To the point, one of the people that essentially he went out there and did that to was Floyd Mayweather. And they had, there's a story that Purnell had three people and he said, whatever you do, I gotta get Floyd last. Cause that's when Floyd was an up and coming prospect. you know. And he's like, I got to get Floyd last since y'all say he's this man, this dude. They said he ended up walking at the end of the round, going to the corner and and goaded Mayweather and come get me. Come on. You say you hit me, hit me. They said Mayweather threw off like a 50 punch combo. Didn't land one shot.
2: I mean, that's Mayweather as a young gun. Uh, you got a, a veteran Mayweather that's been as this a sport young a long gun. Time. Is
1: a, let's not give. I'm talking about the man's greatness. Stop trying to no, no, big up mean, Mayweather. I'm, when I'm talking about I, how the greatness of Pernell Whitaker, right. bro, come you, on, man, you're right. That's respect. You're right, you're you're right. Respect.
2: And, you're right. And, that, and that's an amazing story. And, and I mean, to your point, I mean, I, I hear that he did get into, especially later into his career, things alcohol, drugs. So when he was in the ring, who knows what version of him you were getting? Absolutely, man. And not only that, I mean, he was a part of that
1: incredible. 84 uh, Olympic boxing team that had the likes of Evander Holyfield and many others on that squad and they said he was the best in that group and from what I understand again I'm looking at it dude they had like 4 or 5 Hall of Famers on that Olympic team and Pernell Whitaker was actually the man who everyone on that team was like no this is the
2: guy he's the best one of all of us Yeah, uh, actually I don't think he was the guy at that time Um, I think um, I'm saying that's what they said No, so I think who was supposed to be—he was the guy, obviously—that came out of that that team. But I think who was supposed to be the guy was—and and and had a pretty good career himself. Um, his name is escaping me. Deontay Wilder's trainer. Yeah, he's also Mark 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 Breland. Yeah, Mark Breland was the man. So the, I think he was supposed to be the guy. And obviously, you're doing Pernell, a
1: terrible job of trying to I, big up this dude. You
2: really what are really what, what I was saying is that he over time, like Pernell obviously outshined him. But he wasn't supposed to be the guy, even though he won a gold medal coming out of that Olympic class. That was my way of trying to help make him shine by saying, like, his career by far outshined him. I guess, man, <laughs>
1: you're swinging and missing early today, bro. I ain't going to lie to you, man. <laughs> this, I've had better days, <laughs> man. All right. So look, all in all. Respect to Sweet P man. Uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, unfortunately, goes down the line of a, a number of other amazing fighters that we have lost far before their time. Um, for the Vernon Force of the world, the Diego Corrales of the world, um, and, and so many others. So this is a sad day in the boxing community, in the entire combat sports community. Um, obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Yo, He has, like, five kids. He was only 55 years old. Um, really young. Yeah, man, this, this this is a terrible thing, man. Especially, it, it didn't seem like there was anything he did wrong. He's literally just crossing the street and got hit by a car, man. So, this is pretty, pretty uh, devastating, man. Um, yo, all right, jumping back into it. Let's go ahead and talk about these
2: fights this weekend, man. Let's get into it. Where you want to go
1: first? Man, we have to start off with... Obviously, you know what? A fight that I was not high on. I absolutely wasn't high on this fight. And I it has taken some time to... I mean, look. I still feel very similar to the way I do. I'm just a fight fan. So, I'm excited because I want to see a good fight. But my thoughts and feelings are still very, very similar. Right? So... We got Keith Thurman versus Manny Pacquiao fighting this weekend. Pay-per-view, um, uh, PBC. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, it should there's be, actually, guess- there, there's actually two cards. So there's a card on Fox that, um, Caleb Plant will be headlining. And then following that starts the pay-per-view card. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that. That's in, on the docket. And we'll end up
1: talking about that in a little bit. I didn't plant, realize they split like, it up like that until today. Yeah, no, yeah. The the Caleb uh, the plant, that one's going to be on Fox. That's going to be on Big Fox. And um, then they're going to go ahead and go to the pay-per-view uh, with uh, Pacquiao and Thurman. Yeah. interesting way to do it but whatever um, I like it I like, I like it. it. and honestly I like it because especially for Caleb Plant and again we'll get into Caleb in a little bit um, it, it's definitely a good thing because um, I'm going to be honest with you man I think Caleb Plant is legit and I think this is a great opportunity to get a lot of eyes on him so we'll see what happens we'll go ahead and, uh, and double down and talk about that in a little bit but I want to get your thoughts man um, this fight look We have two guys in there. Obviously, we have Manny Pacquiao. Yo, what the just, uh, when you look at his record, yo, it blows my mind how many fights this dude has. His record is 67-7-2. I'm saying that one more time. Manny Pacquiao's record is 67-7-2. He started his fighting career fighting at 115 pounds. He's fighting at 147, obviously the welterweight limit. Um, He is fighting against Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman, 29-0, 22 knockouts. B man, how, how do you see this fight can go? So many different ways, and the thing that I think has really made me excited about this fight in the coming weeks. Obviously, I'm I'm watching all the film and all the those things like that. I'm I'm, I'm ramping up for it like everyone else. Um, so there are a lot of storylines. There's been. It seems like a lot of trash talk, which I didn't anticipate. It didn't seem like these guys were gonna have beef, but now it kinda seems like there's a little tension between the two going into it. More so on Pacquiao seems like a little irritated, Keith Thurman seems like he's just trying to sell the fight, but you can tell there's some tensions between the guys. So we'll see what happens with that. How do you feel this fight's gonna end up going?
2: Well, it's really difficult to call for anybody, and I think the boxing community is torn on this. I don't see it being a close fight. Pacquiao could win. I could see him winning by knockout decision. Thurman can win. I can see him winning by knockout decision. And I'm going to pick Pacquiao, but here are the two obvious storylines that we could see play out. Pacquiao, the old man. Does he still have it? And Pacquiao also has a very risky style that he needs things like speed to be able to get away with. I loved how Teddy Atlas put it on his podcast this week uh, about Pacquiao being- uh, The podcast that we will not say the name. We will not say the name, but I mean, you can just look at the title of this podcast. Um, but Pacquiao came out like, like a Porsche. He had a, a, a super souped up Porsche. He should just run the red light and get away with it. But as you had that Porsche longer, it starts to slow down. It's not as good as it, as it once was. And when you start running those red lights, you might get hit by a truck coming the other direction because you're not moving as fast as you once were. Somebody's going to make you pay for those mistakes that, were, that you got away with earlier in your career. A lot of people are, are saying that Thurman can Thurman can win. He's the younger fighter. And they, they speak about Thurman like he was the guy that he was a couple years ago. And after seeing what he looked like in the ring against Jose Ciso Lopez, it's just just very difficult for me to say that. While he came out and started the fight strong, knocked knocked him down in the second, he I'm not sure if he wanted to get in get in rounds or what, but He he took a step back a little bit, took his foot off the gas. And Josecito Lopez obviously ended up hurting him in the seventh. And then Keith essentially just stayed away from him for the rest of the fight. Keith has good boxing IQ. And if he does return to form, we can definitely expect a potential Pacquiao knockout. However, uh, a Keith Thurman knockout of Pacquiao. However, I expect um, us to see another great performance to add to the resume of Pacquiao. um, And I do expect him to take Keith Thurman out. And I expect it to be by knockout. Keith Thurman is chinny. A lot of people don't speak about that, but I certainly think he is chinny. Um, He gets hurt to the body as well. Pacquiao is not a huge body puncher, so I don't think he has much to worry about there. But I see Pacquiao taking out Thurman. um, I want to say in the round seven, area seven-ish area but um yeah that that's what I'm calling I'm taking Pacquiao for this fight but I I, I don't I don't think it's either way that it goes I don't think it's a close fight
1: wow man it's going with the old man really oh Oh, going with the old man I mean so okay so check it out this is where I look at it Keith Thurman is the younger man far less wear and tear in his body and when you really look at it, one thing that I've noticed is that, man, one thing that I've absolutely noticed is that when a fighter has an opportunity to do play-by-play commentary, they really get analytical. And they and a lot of times, it seems like it benefits their fighting career. Um. Taking the time off, he's uh, it, it seems like everything points to him healing himself up in the, the the correct manner. He said he got that fight with Josecito Lopez out the way. He says it was all ring rust, and you know what? I believe him, I think it was ring rust. Um, with that being said, yo, Manny Pacquiao's gonna knock this fool out. <laughs> Look, I can't. can't, Everything you said, I'm with. You're absolutely correct. Keith Thurman is chinny. He got rocked by Josecito Lopez. And I'm not saying that Josecito Lopez is a scrub, but he can't crack. That's not part of his game. And the fact that he actually had Keith Thurman, who himself has said, Yo, I was on Queer Street out, for the lack of a better term. You know, he was saying that, and he's like, I was out on my feet, essentially. Bro. Yo, I don't see I, I don't see him winning. Um, I think Pacquiao's movement is going to be an issue. And a lot of people point to, for instance, Keith Thurman's footwork, right? How he's able to get on his bike, and how he's able to move around. And yes, he does an amazing job at that. But... In that capacity, I just, I don't see him winning this fight. I really don't, man. What, what chances do you give? What What is the chances that you actually give um, if there is a percent? Oh, you know what?
2: Forget it. Let me move on to pass this. Because at the end of the day, it, it's we, we both think, go ahead. What are you saying? It's just a really difficult fight to judge. And while I pick Pacquiao, I mean, I probably give him like, I probably still give Keith Thurman 30 to 40% odds. Um, you know, Adrian Bronner, while he is a top 10 welterweight, he doesn't do a lot in fights. He doesn't throw a lot of punches, especially against a fighter like Pacquiao, who's going to be creating those angles on you. And, you know, if you compare that to Josecito Lopez, Adrian Bronner is still a good couple levels, in my opinion, above Cito Lopez. So when you look at the way Pacquiao got past Adrian Broner, and when you look at the way Keith Thurman barely got past Josecito Lopez, we all understand styles make fights. But when you look at where they're at in their careers, what right. they have left, they're both really in, in a similar place. What do they have left? Keith, after the layoff, is he ready for uh, another big push in the welterweight division? And this is really what the fight is for. Another that last big push in the welterweight division, because if Pacquiao wins here, he he said he's looking at the top guys in the division. Maybe he goes even for uh, a lower ranked guy like Amir Khan for more of a money fight, because it is rumored that Pacquiao has had some money issues. Don't know too much about what is or what's still going on there. Yeah, Keith Thurman, that. if he if he wins, we're not talking about Amer- Americans. We're talking about the Errol Spencers, the Terrence Crawfords of the world, the Sean Porters, the Danny Garcia's potentially a rematch there. So, you know, this determines what the for- foreseeable future, when I say that, maybe the next two years in the welterweight division could look like. Look, um, you're right, man. you you. You are right. Um, now did you hear about this
1: they said that it is officially at least Amir Khan said it this way I don't know how real or not real this is who
2: got his own knockout on Saturday
1: he did he looked good um but he said that it is officially he and Pacquiao have signed already for when Pacquiao that is their next fight they're supposed to be fighting afterwards so win or lose they said that's that's what's happening um and Amir Khan under his own admission, he thoroughly believes that Pacquiao will be winning this fight. Um, I'm with you, man. Uh, I think at the, at the end of the day, if Pacquiao gets this fight, if he wins, he has an opportunity to truly go after the bigger fist. Both both guys. Both guys, whoever wins, probably has an opportunity to fight, you know, the winner, Errol Spence, and as has officially been announced today, Sean Porter. I, I mean, that is a real legit opportunity.
2: I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again. One of the reasons that I love boxing is because of an amazing storyline and these storylines that you can create. And both of these guys have a very clear path to victory. Both of these guys also have a very clear path into retirement. We just have to. That's why they fight. You know, we have to see it play out in the ring. We'll see, man. We'll see. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Also, like we talked about a little bit, though
1: kind of moving on to the next one. Do you have anything else to say about Pacquiao and Thurman?
2: Nah, I'm, I'm picking Pacquiao, um, and I'm I'm just so excited for this fight, man.
1: It should be good, man. It should be a good one uh, this weekend. It's going to be on pay-per-view. Um The, the co-main is going to be Caleb Plant um, versus Mike Lee. Uh, Mike Lee is 21-0. Caleb Plant is the IBF super welterweight champ at 18-0 with 10 knockouts. Man, um, Yo, you. Th- 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 when I said the other two was a little, you know, they had a little beef. That was one thing. It seems like Caleb Plant legitimately doesn't like Mike Lee, man.
2: I think Caleb Plant is building the fight. I mean, uh, Mike Lee. What's he? A Notre Dame boxer? Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, and you know, I, I just don't expect him to be coming out and talking, speaking a lot of trash. I've listened to him do an interview. Like he doesn't talk all that much trash. You know, maybe they're battling Did you see for the,
1: uh, the press conference.
2: I did not right, that man. would have been
1: in the press conference uh they were legitimately going at it, man, they were going back and forth, and it seemed as if there was some kind of bad blood in some capacity, man, you have michael Lee over here, um they were cutting each other off there were and again, it could all have been with selling the fight, but the energy of the entire moment seemed like these two were really kind of shitty with one another, so I don't know, I truly don't know what's going on with that. Um, but I don't think, at the end of the day, these are championship fighters, right? And actually, I went back and I had, because I really didn't know much about Mike Lee, I'm be honest with you, I didn't. Uh, I went back and I looked at some of his film, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man, in the words of J- George St. Pierre, man, I am not impressed with your last performance. I'm not impressed with you in general, fam, I'm not. Uh, I think Caleb Plant's going to go out there, do absolute work. Uh, I think this is going to be easy fight for him, um, and he's going to move on to bigger and better things.
2: I mean, it's supposed to be an easy fight for him. They gave him a nice little um, walkover for his first title defense, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest question here is how he gets it done, whether it's by decision or knockout. And he isn't traditionally a knockout fighter. Um, obviously, hasn't gotten, knockout
1: in, um, hasn't gotten a knockout in over three years.
2: Yes. I mean, and and, I mean, we're probably going to see less and less of that with top level boxers. But I mean, as he develops as a boxer, he may settle in with his power a little bit more. We saw a few knockdowns in the uh, Uzkatsuki fight. Um, So he does have some.
1: He got a little bit of a chin. I mean, he's not somebody who just gets dropped like that. And when he was dropping them in those fights, those are some sharp, really, really powerful punches. Um, He's still young. He can. That's something that he can do. He moves a lot. Somebody who moves that much, Um, he's not a lot of time sitting down on his punches. But when he does sit down on his punches, he can really crack. Um, I I can see him. Yes, this can go the distance. I don't see it going the distance. I'm going with um, Caleb Plant eighth round, getting him out of there.
2: Yeah, I like Caleb Plant too. I'm going to go with round six. Nice, nice, man. All right. Um, Man, moving right along. I told you,
1: bro, we out here. There's there's a yeah, I mean, lot to talk about, but still, man. They, I mean, I, I like, look, there's a lot of great fights this weekend, and even on Friday. On Friday, man, we have Teofimo Lopez is fighting against, and I and I'm sorry, I know I'm gonna say this wrong. But butcher my man's name, but it's the Japanese fighter who is amazing, Nakatina, who's 18 and 0, 12 KOs. The winner of this fight gets Comey. Yo, who's gonna win this fight, and how do you think it's actually gonna happen?
2: Uh, I haven't watched much of his uh, his upcoming opponent, but obviously we're familiar with Tiafima Lopez. Um, the opponent doesn't have, and I'm going to say the opponent. I really don't want to mess up his name. But um, I... I I I looked looked did some research there. His resume isn't all that impressive. There's a reason that we're talking about Lopez and we're not talking about uh, Nakatani. I mean, I think Lopez gets past him by knockout. The knockout streak continues, and we'll be looking to make a fight with uh, with Comey. I actually think he gets the knockout pretty early. He didn't look as good as he usually does in his last performance, and I think he wants to uh, you know put on a show to make up for that. Uh, obviously, he has a dangerous man in front of him, so he's not going to get too careless, but um, what we've seen, Tiafima Lopez, he seems to be on another level. Um, we're yet to see if that's all hype or it's the real deal, but it, I, he should get past this fight relatively easily. Look,
1: man, I want
2: to see him at least sometime in the next
1: by 2020. I wanna see him fighting the best guys out there. So the fact that if he does get past him and he has an opportunity to fight Comey, I'll be so excited. Um, and then obviously I wanna see him fight against the likes of Lomachenko. So um, I think Teofimo gets through this. A lot of people were worried about how young he is in terms of him getting married and all kind of other things. But when you actually listen to him speak and you hear some of his interviews, he seems like a young man with his head on his shoulders, which is something that I actually appreciate. We'll see what ends up happening with him. Um, again, I'm with you. I think he gets him out of there pretty, pretty early in this fight, man. Um, also on that card, actually, your uh, Dennis, you guys is coming back. He, in my opinion, has kind of a walkover fight. Also, um, he's fighting Omar Figueroa Jr. for the WBC eliminator. It should be competitive-ish, but I still see Ugas guys getting through that.
2: Yeah, I see Uga's getting through as well, but I don't see it as a walkover-ish fight at all. Uh, Omar Figueroa Jr. is a is a great fighter. Uh, he may not be elite level, but he has to be some decent names. Um, didn't he not, wasn't he the guy who sent off Robert Guerrero into retirement the first time? I have no idea. Okay, let me, I'll, I'll double, double check on that for you. My computer's freezing a little bit right now. But um, he's a decent little fighter. Um, Ugas is a good fighter, but I mean, he to me, I mean, he brings a lot of a, a good boxing IQ like most Cuban boxers do, but he's not bringing a huge knockout pop, and he played around a little too much in that Sean Porter fight. That's why he's not wearing a belt right now. So we'll Absolutely. see if he, le- if he learned any weapon uh, lessons there. Um, and he actually really tries to get rid of this guy, but I mean, I think the fight will be a little bit more competitive than you're giving it credit for.
1: Oh, I, that's the reason I think it's going to be more of a walkover fight. I believe, he, I mean, he's that good that if you did look at his fight, he should have he should be the champion right now he should have beaten Sean Porter he lost that, he didn't lose that fight he lost that fight, Sean Porter didn't beat him and that's why I looked at that fight um I think he's going to get after it. And if he gets after it, I think he wins easily. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I'm a fan of Ugas. I think he he's really, really skillful. And I've, I've always been a fan of Cuban-style boxing. I, you know, I love the Eres Lara's. I love the, the Luis Ortiz's of the world. These guys are entertaining. They're well-schooled. And when they actually want it, they go and get it, man. I'm a big fan of these guys. So we'll see what ends up happening. But um, yeah, we got Ugas going on that one as well. Yo, you brought up a fight this weekend that's also happening um, that I had to check out. But yo, Dylan Wyatt's back. The man who who can't the man who can't get a fight finally has one, and he's gonna go ahead and fight um, Rivas, man. How do you feel about this fight, man? Because again, yeah, Rivas is one you just told me about. Uh, he actually KO'd Brian Jennings in his last fight. Dude was an Olympian. Uh, you think this fight's actually gonna be a little bit more entertaining than a lot of people
2: think? Uh, I don't think a lot of people think it's gonna. It's not gonna be entertaining. It's looking to be a very entertaining fight. Um, Rivas is a strong up and coming prospect, as you said. 08 Olympian just knocked out Bryant Jennings. Has, Jennings has some good boxing skills. Not the biggest guy. He is a little bit smaller than than Dylan White, but a solid boxer overall. And a lot of people are actually giving him um, the nod for this fight. I see it. I see it a little bit differently. Dylan White has improved a lot over the last last couple of years. He does have a small size size. Of advantage on a revised and i see him being able to get to get the knockout in the mid to late rounds um dylan white my only concern there is like you know is he going to maintain his hunger like or at some point, will the politics of boxing get, get to him to a certain extent where he isn't in it as much, where he's like, it doesn't matter what I do. I, I continue to get pushed to the side for whatever reason. People, The uh, the WBC continues to annoy me. I think he's been the the WBC mandatory for like 18 months or something you know, like the
1: that. The WBC is really ridiculous with that. Um, they allow people like Adonis Stevenson to literally not fight any of his mandatories
2: for like five years they'll continue to sit there and not have if he he would have fought a mandatory he may not have gotten himself into the position that he was in where he got hurt like he did absolutely
1: absolutely man and so i mean the wbc i don't understand why they don't care in the capacity they do you look at other belts which a lot of people don't look at in the same manner for instance like the ibf when there's a mandatory usually those fights happen within six months and realistically, that's how it should be. If that's the mandatory, if that's the person that's got himself there, he should fight. Look what's going on also with with Jermall Charlo and Canelo Alvarez. It's it's crazy, man. So we'll see what ends up happening. I am not a huge fan of uh, what the WBC is doing, Um I hate these mandatories, especially if what's the purpose of even having them if no one's actually taking those fights. And then again, you have these guys who are just essentially just trying to protect a belt that that that's not how you save. But that's not how you get boxing to a higher level. I want the sport to grow. And if we're not sitting there actually having the best fighting the best, the sport stays stagnant. The politics and boxing has to stop.
2: Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. And I mean, as far as Dillian White is concerned, how did Dominic Brazil get above him in those rankings?
1: I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe it's because you're British and you have the Rocks tattoo on your arm. Maybe that's what it is. That's tacky. I can't cheer for you strictly because of your whack tattoo
2: yeah i mean it's uh, white has had a a strong string of, <laughs> a, a string of, a string of uh wins since that loss to uh joshua which some may say he was fed to him a little a little bit too early but i mean he's a super ta- talented fighter um and i i think he gets past R- rivas but i think it's going to be a great fight um I, it should probably be earlier in the earlier in the day because uh, i think it's overseas right and hey, look man i i'm you know me man i the heavyweight division right now is
1: is fun. I wouldn't be mad if Rivas is won because I would love to have another player in the mix. I really would. So let's see what ends up happening. And again, man, Dylan Wyatt, we know he's good, but when we go back and look at him, he has some great wins. He's a dangerous guy. There's a reason why a lot of people don't want to fight him. He doesn't have a big enough name here. No one really cares about what he's doing. And um, when you're big, you're dangerous. It's hard to fight, hard to get fights when you don't have a big name and don't have really a fan base behind you. So obviously the the, di- the you know the hardcore's know who he is, but every if no one cares, no one's gonna want to watch you fight. So that kind of sucks for him, unfortunately. Especially the way WBC is doing it right now, that's trash because that's how you make a star. If he if he was the mandatory and they allowed him to fight some of these big guys and he won. Well, then you got another star in your hands. That that's how it should be. I don't. I just don't get why they do that. It makes zero sense to me.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm with you on this one. I mean, he he deserves it. I mean, simple as that. He's earned it. He has um his resume since since Joshua. Like it tells a story. Like he deserves to be in at least one title shot shot since then. And the way things are looking now, Wilder's already booked like he he's has booked out for the he, next like he, year and a half yeah he has ortiz two fury potentially another fury three i mean who knows but i mean it, it'll be a while before he gets his shot shot f- before he can even think about getting a shot at wilder all in all while he's continuing to risk his um mandatory spot which sucks for him because he never even got championship privileges absolutely or got right. an opportunity at a, a crack at the title yeah, so man, that yeah that sucks the politics um, of boxing—it just—it's it, tough to see at times. And Dylan White has literally um, experienced probably the worst part of that these last couple of years. It's unfortunate, man.
1: Um, but speaking about people who are absolutely going to get a shot, somebody who absolutely has everything that Dylan White isn't—this dude is. He has the look. He has the following. Shakur Stevenson. Goes out there last weekend and absolutely does work. Gets his dude out of there in, in three rounds. Um, did what he was supposed to do. Fought a guy whom we all believe was he can beat. I mean, I, I, I can't give you much about this for this win. It was something that we all expected. And one thing that I appreciate that Shakur Stevenson did after this fight was essentially say, look, man, I'm not fighting anybody. Come on, give give me somebody real. And if somebody who's 13 and no, and he's already saying, yo, give me somebody real, I love that. I love the pedigree because he's absolutely well-schooled.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Shakur Stevenson is obviously one of the next big stars in the sport. Uh, I think everybody can agree on that. Um, And, you know, he's under the tutelage of Andre Ward. Andre Ward is not his trainer, but his advisor. And I think um, as a mentor, that's been great for his his career thus far. Um, He's this was not the step up fight. His last fight was a step up fight. This was really the only guy that he could get in front of him at this point because he's being that avoided uh, after his performance last fight. So, I mean, going forward, he's looking for he's definitely looking for a title shot or at least a fight that will get him that title shot. And uh, I know you had a few contenders or a few options that you wanted to touch on. So what are your thoughts there on on options for Shakur Stevenson? For Shakur Stevenson, man, there were a couple different dudes, man. I mean, because we're we're
1: starting to look at his weight class and who can he get get after. But, yo, Joette Gonzalez, out of L.A., born and raised in L.A., WBA featherweight champ. Dude is a monster, man. 23-0, 14 KOs super skillful man well schooled super skillful that is a type of step- up fight that I believe one get some you know get some belt but not only that he actually fights somebody who if he beats will be a legitimate name on his resume. I think that will be the best bet at this point in time and that's something that I really think could be made in the
2: next year. And, and my guy is Oscar Valdez. Who's um, that's a, a name. beast. I love yeah. Oscar Valdez. The current WBO champion. That's an, uh, the uh, WBO featherweight champion. Uh, that's a name I've heard tossed around already. Shakur Stevenson is the uh, number one contender uh, or, or the number one, rank, number one ranked in the WBO rankings. So he's right there. He obviously deserves it. That's a huge fight. Um, huge fight. It'd be honestly a, a joy for us to watch. So Because um, I'm a fan of both guys. Uh, Yeah, and I think that's the fight they're chasing after. I think Oscar Valdez, the issue will be if he can stay at one twenty six long enough because he's having um, some trouble getting down to one twenty six, and I think a move to one thirty is it will happen sooner or later. Absolutely,
1: man. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I love what I'm seeing with Shakur Stevenson. The only thing that concerns me is I've heard a couple of things about his maturity outside of the ring. But he has great people around him, he has great handlers, and I hope that they have influenced him in the right way. Teofimo Lopez said something recently on an interview about him that wasn't this flattering. So there's a couple things out there about him what over did he the say? last little bit. It's, it's again, I, I didn't know I didn't know the entire context of it. I just know he was kind of throwing shade at something he did. I don't know the entire context, so I'm not gonna make something up. Um It's just, I've heard multiple stories at this point in time about Shakur Stevenson. Um, We've all seen the footage from not too long ago and other things like that. Man, ah, I, I hope this isn't true. And I hope that he can, you know, I hope he's just not a fuck boy.
2: Yeah. I mean, we can only hope. I mean, he seems since then to be doing and saying all of the right things. He seems to be around the right people. So, you know, I can only hope that he he does mature. But, you know, at the same time, what is Shakur Stevenson like? 21? Like he's still super super young young in general. And like these kids that, you know, were on a fast track in school to begin with where school wasn't their priority. Like they don't mature like like normal people. And though they're getting paid all this money there in front of the TV, like they're still kids to a certain extent. So there's there has to be, you know, some leeway for just immature bullshit um, within a normal variance. We're not talking Adrian Bronner here, but I mean, we will more than likely get a mishap here and there. Look, man. Yes, you're right. But look at Devin Haney.
1: I don't hear those things. Only thing I hear about Devin Haney that he did that was questionable was try to mess around with Black China. That's the only thing that I think was questionable about what he's done to this point in time. He seems like he's handling the situation just fine. So I'm always concerned when I hear rumblings about immaturity in fighters early on. Uh, I, man, it just it just worries me. Not saying it's going to stick, it just worries me.
2: I mean, you have some that come up and you know things go well with them, especially guys who are trained by their father, uh, as uh, as a gentleman you just mentioned. Why is his name slipping me? Devin Haney. Yeah, Devin Haney is trained by his father, and also Teofimo Lopez trained by his father as well. So I do think that does something for the maturity of, of a fighter when they do have their fighter and uh, their father in that corner, and that means their father has been there um, uh, throughout their childhood as they as they've come up. So I think that adds a level of maturity in the way they carry themselves as well all of that being said i'm not worried for Shakur stevenson at this point i think he had his issues but at this point he understands what's expected of him and the right people are around him i cannot imagine a guy like andre ward was easy on him for what happened and From what I understand, Shakur Stevenson has taken that as a learning experience and we haven't heard anything negative from him since. And, you know, he's 22 now. He was 21 at that time. Still a kid. But I mean, you're going to make mistakes here and there. No one said much about we're not questioning Terrence Crawford's maturity because he had that issue at the car shop. He's just Terrence Crawford. So that could have been an, that could be one issue with Shakar Stevenson. It's behind him. And if he doesn't have any more issues for the rest of his career, then he's fine. And Absolutely. right now he hasn't shown me any reason to be concerned. Right. Right. And no, I feel you, man.
1: But look, man, um, that was that's really the only real fights that really happened that we want to touch on uh, from last week. Um, jumping in a little bit of news. Canelo Alvarez has been the news man and today he released a statement and it seems like Canelo is not going to be competing in September for Mexican Independence Day like he normally is yo he released a statement today that says as a Mexican it's a responsibility and an honor to represent my country in both May and September those are my dates. However, as a world champion in the middleweight, the middleweight class, I have the responsibility of delivering the most exciting and competitive fights possible. That's why Golden Boy and my team have decided to postpone the date in order to do the right by my fans by promoting the best fight possible with the best opponents possible. Look, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. It is a bunch of bullshit. Dog. I am not bullshit. happy with this, bro. Because... My, my- Go ahead, go ahead, man, because I want to go. I'm going to go in on Canelo in a second.
2: Canelo has opportunities to fight in September. I mean, the fight that most people want to see is him and Triple G. Triple Triple G is there, willing and ready. Now, Triple G has a few requirements that are prohibiting this fight from happening. One being that he doesn't want to fight in Vegas anymore. And I can understand how something like that for Canelo could be, um, uh, could be a showstopper. However, I mean, it's you can fight New York, you can fight Cowboy Stadium, LA. I mean, there's plenty of other venues across the nation and internationally for you guys to make a fight happen. So, I mean, while I can understand why uh, why that, something like that hurts negotiations, it should not be a showstopper when that's the fight that everybody wants uh, and expects at this point, including the uh, Zone. Canelo, and I really think this also means Canelo was just giving out bullshit offers, meaning, does he really want to fight these guys? Like, what did the offer, if was there an offer extended to Kovalev? If there was, what did that offer look like for Kovalev to end up Bro. fighting Anthony Yard instead of Canelo? Canelo is supposed to be the money man in the division. So, I, 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 there was plenty of options for Canelo, and there's no reason, I see literally. No reason why he couldn't come up with an p- opponent for the September fourteenth date. I also believe now that you didn't fight on September fourteenth, which is really crazy. Like you fucked that up, dog. Like you're not supposed to miss your Independence Independence Day. But with um, he, he puts a lot more pressure on himself to deliver a huge fight now. Because now we're like, okay, well, you skipped your normal fight date. Now you really got to give us a good opponent. You can't give us any bullshit now. We don't want to see a David Lemieux. We want to see a super fight.
1: I mean, look, he has options. And yet, I mean, the one you mentioned with Kovalev is something that I was hoping to bring up a little later on. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, he has people in his own division that are ready and willing he has people that have been his mandatories that are ready and willing. We're talking about Andre, we're talking about Charlo. Those are two guys in his weight class that have been calling for those fights for years, like two years at this point in time. You and I have discussed so many times, why doesn't Charlo get this fight? Andre, is easier. It's right there. In this, they, they, they fight for the same organization. What is going on? So the fact that for me, and here's the thing, I, I heard the, all the stuff with Triple G. I'm not mad at him not fighting Triple G, right? Whatever. Been there, done that. You don't like the dude, you don't feel like fighting him again. I'm not that doesn't hurt my feelings. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? That that that's neither here nor there. But there's two other guys that are right there. So the fact that, like you said, now he's trying to call out Kovalev that's two weight classes above where he is, when he has two legitimate contenders in his weight class, I'ma be honest with you, it seems real shady to me. It seems real scary, and it seems like, hey, once you have that, he's playing with that Mayweather mentality. I'm sitting here, and now I'm trying to pick and choose my opponents as opposed to sitting there fighting the best of the best. So I'm going to be honest with you, Canelo. And, and you guys all know who listens to the show. B, you understand? I love Canelo. I am a Canelo fan. I love his style in the cage. In the, in You're not in both. The ring. This here, he talks about this Mexican pride. Mexican. This ain't Mexican, bro. This is me- not Mexican. This is not Mexican pride. This ain't that Aztec heart. None of that.
2: I this can imagine is soft. I, I can imagine Demetrius Andre would have took crumbs to fight Canelo. Absolutely. He he just needs the opportunity. Absolutely. Dude, I, would Charlo would have done the same thing. But then I, I think Charlo would have required a little a, a little bit more, but I mean probably in, in the same realm. Like he he just needs an opportunity. He needs an opportunity, man.
1: Charlo. Charlo's—he only had four hundred by four hundred thousand buys in his last uh, in his fight. It didn't do well at all. Viewers, not even buys. Yeah, viewers. You're right, um, dude. It—he does not sell well because he doesn't have. He has not to this point in time had that dance partner. All everybody's of sudden, with the zone. Everybody's with the zone. Everybody on his side is looking short, especially in his weight class. He needs to go to his handlers. He needs to go to Al Heyman, who we both speak glowingly about, and say, hey, stop dicking around and let's make something happen. Now, is he comfortable? I don't think it's because he's comfortable, but again, something needs to happen with Charlo. Something needs to happen with Andrade. And honestly, I think what needs to happen, if they're not getting that Canelo fight, they need to figure out a way to make that fight happen with one another. Because if the two of them end up fighting one another, then guess what? If that happens, let's say Charlo wins. Now he has two, whoever wins, they have two belts. If you have two belts, you can sit there and actually do a better job of calling the shots. And that makes you a little bit more marketable for those big names who are quote-unquote, fighting for legacy. So that's why, like, honestly, that if they're not getting the, the Canelo fight, their handlers, Al Heyman, um, Eddie Hearn, they need to figure out a way to end up making that happen, to have the two of them actually fight with one another. Nobody
2: wants to fight Demetrius Andre. Nobody. Nobody wants to fight Charlo. I think people will be more willing to get in the ring with Charlo than Demetrius Andre because Charlo... Th- at then the then very- why
1: hasn't it happened?
2: Well, uh, Andre in the past has had promotional issues. Now he's been a little bit more active. He's getting a little. He's getting a little bit more name recognition across the board. People are starting to speak about him. I think he had some inactivity issues in the past. Now, now that he's here, I mean, I can't speak to why to why it's not happening aside from the fact that. He's not going to make the fight exciting. He's going to make the fight, you know, boring, quote unquote, by most people's standards. And, you know, it's low, low reward for you. So if you're a champion, you have a belt and there's other champions that you can fight. You're going to go after those guys before you can go after Demetrius Andre. Whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, that has to be their mindset. Charlo, I can't speak to why he, to why he's can't get in a fight. You know, it, tell you it really exactly makes why no sense. I I'll tell you exactly point. why he can't get a fight
1: because when he actually is on his game and he hits people, they don't get up. And he poses his physicality. Yes, a lot of times he bullies individuals. Yes, a lot of times he smothers his punches, but possibly has the best jab in that weight class, can take a great shot, well-schooled, trained by Ronnie Shields guys like that man Pete that it's it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze doesn't have a big enough name and I might get knocked out and end up making and them end up making this dude a star I it makes no sense that's why the two guys who honestly nobody wants to fight they need to fight each other if they fight each other the winner of those fights then you could actually call the shots now I got more of the
2: belts what's up personally, I don't think people are running scared of Jamal Charlo right now. I think you're wrong. I I don't, because if that was the case, people
1: would be lining up to fight him. The only people that have ever said they'd wanted to fight him is Andre. And guess what? He, that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's, that's one person. And the other person is the, the, uh, the miracle man himself. Those are the only two people that I've ever heard say a peep out of Charlo. Charlo had an opportunity to headline a card in his hometown. Why didn't any of the big names even attempt to actually make that happen? They don't want the smoke. I, I I, thoroughly believe they don't want the smoke at this point in time.
2: I mean, Charlo didn't look all that impressive to me compared to the other guys in his last fight. He got it done, but I mean, you put a guy like Canelo in there, Canelo gets Brandon Adams out of there. I have no doubts in my mind about he, that.
1: Okay, so I disagree with you again, because look at the fight, look how he fought him. When you're somebody who has a lot of experience like Adams does, a lot of people look, it's not easy to knock people out. You're making it seem like it's cake, like I could just go in there because I'm better than you and I can knock your face off. That's not how combat sports work. Some people, it, here's the thing, just like you're good at knocking somebody out, other guys are good at not getting knocked out. So if you actually looked at the fight and watched it, what was going on in that fight, every time Adams threw a punch, he jumped and held. There was no opportunities. And every time Charlo actually got off a combination in where it looked like he could finish him, dude did everything in his power to fall down, grab him by his waist, pull him as close as he can. And then the ref did a terrible job of separating the fighters so that they wouldn't have action. He allowed... Adams to hold over and over and over again. The fact that you're sitting there looking at it and looking at the fact that it didn't knock him out as a problem makes zero sense. You have to look at it in capacity of, look, this is a good thing. He did what he was supposed to do. He won the fight convincingly. And you know what? It's a good thing that he didn't do it because they're so accustomed to knocking people out. He needs rounds. That is a good thing.
2: I mean, the top two middle, middleweights right now are Canelo and Gennady Golovkin. Still, in my opinion, both hey, of Gennady those guys. Golovkin
1: looked like trash his last fight. Let's keep it a thousand percent. He got, got, got a, a knockout, times, but he got him out of there. He got, he got him out of there. And who was he fighting? And again, there's a difference. Look at the styles, look at the things. How was that opponent fighting him? The opponent that was fighting Triple G was sitting there and actually trying to openly trade. If you're openly traded, yes, absolutely, I'm gonna get caught by the bigger puncher and the better guy. But if I'm not openly and willing to trade, I'm not putting myself in a position to get
2: caught like that. Brandon Adams was, he's held a lot, but he wasn't running the whole fight. He was there to be hit. He was holding him. You can't hit somebody if I can't extend my arms. No, I said he was he was holding him, but he was still there to be hit, and you can still create and space. Every t- and, every time he much, landed, and every time much. he
1: landed punches, what did he do? Because there was many times in that fight where he started really getting them, where Brandon Andres was rocked multiple times in that fight. And when he was rocked, what did he do? Held him by the hips, held him by the shoulders, held him by this. Dude, it is not easy to get somebody who is a veteran out of there that easy. You're making it seem like it's too easy.
2: It's not if Charlo's good like, like you say he is, and I do believe he is, he needs to get a guy like Brandon Adams out of there. Especially when you look How at about- the other you look at the other top middleweights, the guys that he's trying to get fights with, and you think of them in the ring with Brandon Adams. So
1: if that's the case, if he looks so vulnerable and he don't look that good, I, right? I didn't say vulnerable. I didn't hey, say Hey, you're making it okay. So you're saying that he doesn't look that good. If you say he doesn't look that good, why wouldn't these guys go out there and fight the guy who has the people who has name recognition? And, and a belt at this point in time. Why wouldn't they take that fight then?
2: So when you say they, are you speaking about... Who, who else what I am talking about? I'm talking Canelo. about the two
1: other two guys. The
2: other two. Can- Canelo, one, Canelo has bigger opportunity fights. Like the guys that he's mention- mentioning yeah. fighting are all bigger fights than the fight with Jamal Charlo. We want to see the fight with Jamal Charlo because we're Jamal Charlo fans. But from a boxing Jamal and a business Charlo, perspective, man. there are bigger fights available for a, uh, for a guy like Canelo. And Gennady Golovkin doesn't have a belt right now, so Charlo's been calling those guys those guys out for years. But there's always bigger opportunities there. They That's both both connect. Trash. Kanell- That's super
1: trash. Here's the thing: we just got done talking about the mandatory and why it's trash. How the, they they're not these guys aren't fighting the mandatories. How long was Charlo the mandatory for both guys' belts?
2: Forever. Forever. So but, don't give I mean, me that. That's true. He, he, he was the mandatory, but there were big fights on the table. He was the mandatory when both Canelo and and Triple uh, G were going through Jacobs and each other twice. So it's not like they were taking lesser opponents. They were still taking high-level fights that had more appeal to the general public than a Jamal Charlo fight. Would I love Jamal, to see Jamal Charlo in there with those top guys? Absolutely. I'm just tell, just showing you the other piece of the puzzle and why this fight, the, uh, these fights may not be happening. And that's outside of the fact that DAZN has all the middleweights. So Jamal Charlo is the odd man out. He needs—and Danny Jacobs is an Al Heyman fighter as well. So, Danny, so so why he's can't a, that fight happen? Exactly. Well, what I was saying is that uh, Danny Jacobs, is he's a zone fighter, but he's also an Al Heyman fighter. So Jamal Charlo fighting on zone shouldn't be an issue because they've clearly done work together in the past. Exactly. So
1: it's either A, he's too dangerous and they don't want to smoke— or something else, because at the end of the day, it, this is ridiculous that he's one. He's one of those guys that can't get big fights, and people are starting to crucify him because oh, he's not fighting anybody. Oh, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. He goes out there on a crazy knockout streak, does everything, Sports Center top ten highlights, all these other things. He's doing everything he is supposed to do. At this point
2: in time, now what is he supposed to do? Sign with his own. We'll, we'll see what happens. Is that all is right. that the worst thing in the zone in the world? The zone has all the middleweights. No, I mean I, we've been Canel- said that. I, I, I Can- mean he Canelo, should G- uh, Gennady, Andre, Jacobs.
1: I'm be honest with you. If, they, if he signs, with, but here's the thing: signing with the zone doesn't mean shit. Obviously, because if that was the case, Andre would have got the fight.
2: Yeah, this is true. But uh, Andre is also kind of fighting his fighting his way back. He did battle with some inactivity, so he's had about three fights now since October. And so I mean, he's put himself a little bit more on the map than he's been in the past. All right. Well I I I mean I've I'm I don't know where he goes from here. I mean, they have to get opponents for him. Who knows if Canelo's thinking in that direction? I would love to see him against Triple G, but Triple G doesn't want to risk the opportunity of not getting another fight with Canelo. So, I mean, it's a mess right now.
1: It is a mess. It doesn't look good, man. And now the fact that Canelo's trying to bump up and actually fight Kovalev, which it seems like Eddie Hearn right now is actually trying to sign not only... um, uh kovalev but he's also looking like he's about to sign b so there can be a lot going on you know in the next couple months with you know 175 pounds man um look we're gonna take a quick break but when we get back man we're gonna go ahead and finish talking about uh honestly the fight that we have coming up with yardy kovalev and uh, some of the other fights that have been announced over the last couple weeks. All right, guys, I hope you're enjoying our conversation with Brandon Camille. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Also, don't forget to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Check out our website podcast.com let us know if you want merch we can start doing it right there for you guys so highlight us let us know what you think let us know what you want let us know what you need all right without further ado let's go ahead and jump right back into the episode with myself and Brandon Camille all right we are back all right bro like we were just talking about with uh Kovalev which i think is wild that that Canelo is trying to fight him at all, but when you look at it, man, they said looks like. Um, what do you think about this fight between Anthony Yardy and Kovalev, man?
2: I mean, we like. It, obviously you have to go with Kovalev because we just don't know ab- enough about Anthony yardy's champion like if he's even an elite level fighter he hasn't fought anybody i mean he looks good has a bunch of muscles those typically don't bode well for you in the later rounds but kovalev has been there he's shown and proven at the top level he has a few losses but as we want our want you know fighters to do he's come back from from those losses he's continued to fight um and I mean he's looked good. Uh, for the most part, so you know, aside from those three three losses, he's had an amazing career, and I think he takes he probably knocks Anthony already out. He because I mean, one thing that's underrated about Kovalev. He has the nickname is Crusher. So you think Kovalev, you think power. And he had that huge knockout percentage for such a long time. But Kovalev is a good fight uh, boxer. We saw that in his last fight and even more so in the first fight than the second one against Andre Ward. I mean, to stay with someone like Andre Ward, I mean, it was not easy for Andre Ward to separate himself. And that speaks to Kovalev's high level of boxing IQ. A guy like Anthony Yard, who's a who's a, a bit newer on the scene and hasn't been in the ring with that level of competition yet compared to a guy like Kovalev, I don't see it being a competitive fight. I mean, I don't know. We just don't know how good Anthony Yard is, despite how good he's looked. And we've seen this story time and time again. You get these hype jobs. They get a big fight and they get, uh, you know.
1: So I disagree with you.
2: I disagree
1: entirely because at the end of the day, This is happening exactly what we've been asking for, especially talking about all the show. Yardy is the man, his mandatory. He's fighting his mandatory. So we're actually watching somebody who is paid his dues, beat who he's supposed to beat. And now he's getting the, he's earned, not given, not gifted. He's earned his opportunity. And I'm looking at somebody who's 18 and 0. And I don't care who he's fought, he's the mandatory. So if that's he's obviously beat people who've been high enough in. So we're looking at it too. Look at this, eighteen and zero, yo. That's the same record we had um, with um, with Caleb Plant as he goes out there to fight Uzgaku. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing these guys fighting people earlier and earlier in the career. Now, yeah. I have a bigger sample size when I'm looking at Kovalev and it's easy for me to sit back and sit there and say, yeah, he should outbox him. Kovalev looked amazing. It seems like he's gotten his training under control so he's not going out there and actually, you know, over, you know, overworking himself and he's he looked amazing. I'm not taking that away from him. But a couple of things have come into place when you actually look at this fight. One, Yardy is skilled. He's not just a muscle bomb brute. He's he's good. He actually has skills. Not only does he actually have skills, he's young. Kovalev is older in his career. Father Time is going to touch you on the shoulder eventually. I don't know if it's going to be today. I don't know if it's going to be this fight. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. But this is a dangerous fight. Fighting somebody with power whom... Doesn't appear to be afraid. A lot of times, people were lost to Kovalev because of the fear. There was just the, the exact same mystique that Triple G had leading before he started fighting Canelo and those guys. There was this fear factor about him. Kovalev doesn't have that same fear factor anymore. Now, I don't know who's going to win this fight. When it gets closer, I'll watch a little bit more and I'll figure it out. But we, I don't think we could at all discount Yardy. He's earned this spot. This wasn't given to him. He's there for a reason.
2: You could argue that the mandatory spot was given to Yari, that he wasn't deserving of that mandatory spot because, I mean, there's some other there's plenty of other guys without belts at uh, at, at one seventy five. So, I mean, you have the market market. So my
1: question in that case, what's the problem? Why? Why not give it to him? What 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 what, what don't you see in his skill set that uh, that will make
2: you say that he hasn't earned his spot or he hasn't done anything? Or Is th- there Is there not other boxers at 175 that are more deserved? I will be very honest with
1: you. I will be very honest with you. I don't pay attention to 175 that much. Okay. And when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at a lot of those guys tend to be these Eastern European dudes and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. And here's the thing. Yardy has a name. Does he really? The fact that he's somebody in that weight class that we can actually know and we know his name says a lot. Who else can you name off the top of your head without looking at the computer right now that actually you know just off the top? Like, oh yeah, he's in that weight class too. Aside well, I'll, from,
2: I'll, I mean, we can't. Uh, it, we can name five dudes. I'll, I'll, I'll name five guys that you'll be like, okay, I knew them: Vosdick, Beval, Betterveeve. Then you have Marcus Brown. You You're have- looking
1: at something. I said off the top yes, of your but, head. Yeah, but,
2: the, but these are guys that you would
1: You're know. You're looking I mean, at the I, top I, of your head. Because again, I, I, if I, I was I, looking I, at, if I was looking at the screen right now, I could easily be like, oh, I know those guys. But that's the point. The point is that at the end of the day, off the top of our head, most people- I was people, already looking
2: at the screen, we couldn't stop.
1: You know what I'm saying? But 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 we but most people don't know these people off the top of their heads. And if we're looking at especially casual fans, he comes in with a lot. That British fan base what? is serious. And if he casual has a following fan. in Britain, dude, and that's the thing, we also have to look at this as a business. If we're looking at business, Brit, when British fighters are winning, man, they bring a hell of fan base. All these dudes that we can't pronounce, who can't speak English, don't nobody care b is a monster. Well, you and I know that. But who would you prefer seeing? Again, if you're a casual fan, there's a reason why he put it there. Now, he also has skills as well. If you're 18, if you're 18 and 0 and you've knocked everybody's face off, dude, why not give him an? Whose face have you knocked off? You're not. You, What's his knockout like? Who are you percentage? fighting? What's his knockout percentage? He's, he's beating professional fighters, yes professional fighters what 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 type of standard is that (laughs) okay so name so 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 name so name some other fighters since you know so much tell me in in, at at 175 without a belt yeah no but again who who would you have given that spot to you could give it to anybody I i mean this elder alvarez elder alvarez he got beat last time so he goes back to the back of the pack um, and then, again, we're looking at—we talk about promotions and how difficult it is to negotiate specific things. You we not, we're, not, we're, on we're, we're not we're talking, talking promotions. We're talking about We're not talking about We're talking about Kovalev, we're who's belts. over on one side. We're talking about B-Ball and all these other guys who are on the other side. This probably—honestly, again, one, that's the mandatory. Two, it's easily made. And here's the thing. What's the harm in it, especially especially if he wins?
2: Let's say he wins. We're talking about who deserves the mandatory spot, a spot. and if there's other guys in the we division that deserve the about, mandatory spot. We just that's, got that's, done that's, what, that's what we're talking about. about. Guys you're, talk, you're talking who about deserve
1: different. shots who haven't got it. Charlo and Andre deserve the shot. Um, uh, what, what the no, heck? We're, we're, talking, about that the, we're talking about who a deserves, a
2: deserves a mandatory spot. That's what we're talking about. Does Anthony Yardy, Yardy deserve his mandatory spot Why with the doesn't WBO he for that belt? Why doesn't he? That's my you thing. Have, Why doesn't he? OK, you only one fight at the, that at the division, but he still comes with more of a reputation than Anthony Yarday, Yarde, which is Gilberto Ramirez. You have Marcus he has Brown fighting the Come, division. Oh, so you can't you put have, him there because you don't even know if he's going to stay in the division. So that doesn't count. Next. He is. He is staying in the division. He has um, one fight in the division. Next. You also have Mar- Marcus Brown. You have Badu Jack. You still have Jesse Hart in the divi- in the division. Badu you Jack, have, 73. Next. It doesn't matter. Anthony Yardi has fought nobody in again, the top 15. It, he's nobody. He fought no. So just because you're winning fights, you're going to get a mandatory spot in a division because, that's filled with hey, talent? Hey,
1: if if we're looking at people who are actually doing it, and again, I'm not saying he he's the the guy, but I, my, th- my thing is this more than anything else. Because off the jump, you're like, oh, this dude is trash. He doesn't belong here, whatever, whatever. I, I, my I, thing is trash, this. that we
2: don't know enough. We don't know enough because he hasn't the, fought anybody. You know how, and there guys have
1: been how, in fights And this is how we find out. And this is how we find out.
2: This is not how we how we should find how out, in my mean. opinion, so when there's fighters wins, better. So when there's fighters, wins, so the fighters so that are more deserving of that number one spot. So What happens if he wins? Then he wins.
1: Great job. Then he he definitely. But then he, would you should have there. Would you actually sit there and give him, man, this 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 shot came at the right time. They knew what they were doing or to be like, eh, well, he got luck. I mean, what do we say?
2: Him winning has nothing to do whether if he deserved that mandatory spot or not. There are other guys in the division with more established resumes that should have been ranked above him. That's the bottom line. He he didn't deserve that mandatory spot. He should have beat some of those guys. So with how do you deserve as,
1: how do you determine a number one spot? Because honestly, I don't know how these they give these people mandatories or not, anyways. I so mean, so again, I, at the end of the day, this is all speculation here. This is your opinion. So that's somebody the same token as somebody else's opinion. I have no clue how they get these mandatories. So that's the thing. If I'm looking at somebody who has a little bit of a fan base, has a little bit of a name, who is going out there knocking people out. I I, I, th- I don't even pay attention to that weight class and I know who he was. So I was like, you know what, why not? He's a young dude. Let's let's get some new blood in the division. I like it. He's a prospect. This is an oppor- this is how the sport works. The the young prospects coming up are supposed to fight the old lions. That's what that's how combat sports work.
2: Yes, but he hasn't even, he he barely has gotten that young prospect uh, tag. I mean, he's muscular and he's had a few good knockouts, but he hasn't beat any of the guys in the division. He hasn't even beat any of the vets in the division to say that he deserves this number one spot. How the, these spots get determined? I'm sure there's some financial uh, financial things going on. I'm not fully determined because a guy like Marcus Brink, uh, Brown, like I mentioned before, he isn't even ranked in the in the WBO. So I, I don't know the specifics about how everybody gets ranked in each division. However, there's better talent in the uh, there, there's be- there's more proven talent in the light heavyweight division than Anthony Yard. Now. Anthony Yar could be great. He could win this fight. He could knock Kovalev out in the first in the first round. All of these things can can happen. We never know. He himself could get knocked out knocked out in the first round. He's just a big he's just a big question mark. I don't even think he's been on US TV before for you to say he's bringing in such a huge name. And I I, but I I think this fight will be overseas somewhere in in Russia or in the UK. I don't think it's going to be in the US. It's
1: going to be in Russia. It's in Russia.
2: I don't I just don't think Anthony Yard was deserving of that number of that number one spot It'll be fun to watch of course I'm excited excited for it I've been wanting to see him step up in competition I just don't think he deserved a title shot just yet when we're talking about guys like Jamal Charlo as you mentioned before who haven't received a Charlo uh, title shot and they, they've done way more than a guy like Anthony Yard That's totally fine
1: now all these other people that you've named have they all had title shots or something at some point in time in their careers?
2: Uh, Marcus Brown. I don't know if he's had a t- title shot. Uh, Gilber- Gilberto Ramirez is still undefeated. Um, Jesse Hart has, ol- has only-, only lost to Gilberto Ramirez. Bottle Jack has held a title in the past. Um, t- 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 yeah, th- those are the guys I mentioned. And then you have, obviously, the title holders in the division. uh Dick vall and Better Beef, who is um, a-, a top-ranked fighter as well. So
1: Marcus Brown is the interim champ right now. You sure? Yeah. Interim WBA champ because he beat Bottle Jack for his belt. Bottle Jack shouldn't get a shot because he just lost. So he lost his last fight, so he couldn't get
2: that. He, I don't. I don't think Bottle Jack had a, had a belt coming in because he didn't take. It was, he, it, he it, drew-
1: it was for they, they fought for the interim uh, WBA belt. So, I mean, again, he's somebody with, with, with a belt in his hands, you know, so he has a, a, some kind of whatever. And again, we're t- it's a different belt. So, whatever. I'm not going for that. That that guy's working. There's three, there's three different belts circulating. If this guy gets a shot at this belt, I am not mad at it. I That's just all really I'm don't. saying. Yeah, hey, I'm not mad at it. I like when I see young guys who are up and coming. Because here's the thing. If he's hype, we find out he's hype. Get him out of here. If he's legit, we find out he's legit, and he stays. That's how the fight
2: game should work. I don't, I don't believe that because maybe he has something to learn from moving up the ranks. Then it's such a drastic jump. What's wrong with taking a loss? Nothing's wrong with exactly. Nothing's wrong with so who take, cares? Take a well, but a, a loss can ruin guys. No, a, a, oh my god. Then pussy, I'm not. I'm saying Ken. I'm not saying it always does. I'm saying it can, and you cannot tell me that that isn't true. That certain knockouts can ruin fighters.
1: They okay can. so he doesn't get knocked out. If he gets knocked out he doesn't. Who can, like that happens. It's part of the fight game. That's the beautiful thing about fights. Everybody gets touched. Nobody no, no unless you're Mayweather don't nobody leave unscathed.
2: Everybody does get touched but this also isn't MMA. You could have you could have progressed him along a little bit further. Put him in with some of those tougher veterans before giving him the title shot. You don't I'm I'm not saying like I'm not excited to see this fight. I just think they could have handled it a little bit. I don't think he was deserving of that number one spot. But hey, in his position if he gets it, he has to take the fight. And that's what I'm I saying. What is he supposed
1: to do deserve. if they offer it to him?
2: He's just going to be like, "Nope, I'm not deserving." I didn't blame you. I I don't think Yard Yard is wrong. I don't think he deserved his ranking and I think, you know, from his perspective like instead of fighting bums before, he could have progressed along. He's he's 18 and 0. He I mean, he could have been fighting bums since the uh, better fighter since he was 10 and 0. Like he's had opportunities and just hasn't taken them. Maybe he wasn't ready. I mean, I'm not sure, but or I mean, this
1: is a being, huge step being up. somebody who is cuz here's the thing that happens in in these types of sports realistically. A lot of times these guys who we're looking at our prospects and we're like, oh, they don't have enough fight. The reason is, is because people don't want to fight them. The big names don't want to fight them. They've been trying to get these big names and they don't get these fights. So all of a sudden ends up happening is they end up getting these big title fights and people are like, oh, my God, why is this happening? Because the big names and everybody who's already there knows that they're not no one else is fighting them that's how it works you're 18 and 0 with 17 knockouts a lot of it's probably okay so let me, it, realistically we don't know that's the thing we don't know so i think it's hey this is a big prospect he has an opportunity to fight a legend good we get to see what's up I love he
2: it. Al- he I also love had- it. We do get to see what's up. But another knock on him. He hasn't fought in the U.S. yet. And that shouldn't be a knock on guys, but the he's way plays out— not fighting in the U.S. this fight. So no, who cares? Yeah. But, I mean, Sergey Kovalev does come with that experience, but you're right. they I- he's they're not, not
1: fighting fights, here, so that doesn't even fight. make you're right.
2: sense. You're right. I I didn't realize that. I-, I forgot.
1: All right. Moving on. Um, Yo, well, Kovalev and b seem like they're about to go, go ahead and do, uh, go into the zone. Is there an issue with the zone getting everybody? And this is my only drawback when I'm looking at, for instance, Charlo going over to the zone. I don't want to see a league that has everybody, especially in boxing. I want to make sure that, again, if it's the thing, I want to see fights on Showtime. I want to see fights on here. I just want to see them all work together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, monopolies aren't great just for the sport itself. So, because, again, we, we you always say the MMA whatever. Look, man, one championship is the biggest MMA organization in the world. Bellator is the shit. UFC is great. MMA is better today than ever because now there's more opportunities. And it gets fighters opportunities to get actually paid more. Because then they could actually have free agency and go to different things. If everybody is in one organization... they can essentially suppress how much fighters end up getting paid so that's why i want the free market i want to make sure that there is people over on showtime there is people on the zone there are people of pbc i need that the fighters need that so they can continue again getting what they're worth
2: I mean, if all these guys are with DAZN, clearly, I mean, it's for a reason, and that means DAZN is paying them. I don't mind it because it makes a lot of these fights a lot easier to get made, and traditionally, that's been one of the biggest issues in boxing. So, I mean, I can't have everything under the Christmas tree. We all wanted it growing up, but I mean, we, we can't just get every single thing that we that we ask for because the kids want everything, um, in, in Toys R Us. Like, we we can't get all that if we're if you're going to sign all these fighters with one organization and they. Can can get paid um and we can get the fights we want obviously that would be amazing but i mean right now the first thing i want i, I want to see the fights and if everybody's under one umbrella that's one less hurdle to making these uh, these big fights happen when they need to happen so i like it i don't mind them look getting, getting
1: ideally it. that sounds great but in terms of fighters actually getting paid and getting paid with their worth when that tends to happen in in sports that means they don't get to dictate anything. They don't get to get paid as much. I want free agency for fighters. I want fighters to be able to have to be able to test the free market. I think it's important to grow a sport. If you don't have that, you know, they get to get taken advantage of. And as corrupt as boxing already is, the last thing I want is to give them another reason to take advantage of these
2: individuals. Would you rather DAZN have, all, DAZN have all of the fighters or would you rather the big fights not happen because of the promotional issues? That's, that's not what I... <clears throat> dude. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying... It, 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 N- you it, know what? I'd like rather the, these the fire, I rather,
1: I, I rather the fighters get paid. Okay. That's what I'd rather. I'd rather, okay. pe- rather people who put their lives on the line to get paid and not make dudes who never been punched in the face get
2: rich. That's, that,
1: that's what I that's what I prefer so yes ideally would it be great if we could all make all these fights happen and shit yeah that'd be amazing but at the end of the day they're gonna get screwed and that's the last thing I want
2: yeah, and, and I can see what you're saying but traditionally what we've seen of Eddie Hearn Eddie Hearn has gotten his fight his guys paid and he's and, and I mean promoter, he's even being man. criticized all for promoter, overpaying for some promoters guys. Schmucks. I don't trust any promoter bro I don't blame you. I'm, I'm just saying what we've seen or what we've read thus far. And these, these are all and the only lie. details we have. They, we they, can only they, do they, it. Yeah, and they lie a lot. We can only deal with what we're given. So, now, I mean, I, I'm sure there's things that go on behind the scenes, but we can only deal with what we're giving. And given and what we've seen in the media, Hearn has gotten his guys paid. He, I know that he's gotten a couple guys paid. <laughs>
1: I don't know how the rest of the 200 people on the roster are getting paid. I don't.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I have no idea. No we, idea. We
1: know Canelo's getting paid. We know Anthony Joshua's
2: getting paid. We know Triple
1: G's getting paid. I don't know how everybody else is getting paid. And there's a lot more guys on the roster. Haney got paid. There's a lot more guys and names that we don't know on the roster. And I want people that, if they, I, again, I think it's important that people have an opportunity to, again, make money. Th- but that's if, the way I look at it.
2: If we don't know them, then, I mean, how much do they really deserve to be making? That's the I, thing. I hear, I, that, that, I that's the saying. thing. If you don't,
1: a lot of times, fighters that we might n- know or we might not, maybe they can't get a fight for some reason. Like an Anthony Yard. They might not be able to get a fight. And we may might never be able to see how good they actually are, if they're not able to get those fights. So then they have an opportunity when that doesn't happen to go somewhere else, and then they could do work in another division. They were like, "Holy shit, this dude's actually good." Those are the things that happen, man. It's like it doesn't make like, yes, I want to see everything happen, but I don't want to see a monopoly in the sport. That's not good for anybody.
2: Yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying. Um, as we've seen thus far, the fighters are getting getting paid and, you know, they're, they're not signing super long contracts. So if they weren't getting paid, there's always, because it's not a monopoly, other options under the sun for them. I think DAZN Di- growing is not an issue at all. No one was complaining when it was HBO. DAZN is just a, a, a new idea.
1: I mean, like, look, I, you know, and I'm, they're, DiZ- and they're growing. I'm a DAZN fan. I'm just saying I don't want everybody to go under one umbrella. Because, yes, as a fight fan, fuck it, everybody go over there. But when I think about it, that doesn't end up being good for fighters. And again, I care about fighters.
2: No, I I totally agree. Um, But, I mean... We, we haven't seen a monopoly in boxing ever, um, and I don't think that's something, something to worry about. But we also have not seen too many issues with boxers getting paid, especially recently post-Floyd Mayweather era. That's one thing that he did do for the sport. Like we were seeing his paydays and there will not be a day when fighters are going to have issues getting paid because of one Floyd Mayweather. When Before that, a lot of fighters were getting robbed post-Floyd Mayweather. That does not exist. First, <laughs> still get shit on, but yeah, at the top of the game, you definitely get get taken care of.
1: Um, but no, we'll see what happens, man. It's interesting. Um, I, I'm. I mean, look, as a fight fan, hell yeah, I want COVID-11 and wall over there, man. I want to see those guys actually fight each other, and I and I would love for the 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 all the mishaps in the middle to get taken out, um, but again we'll end up seeing what ha- we'll see what ends up happening um i just want these fights to be made man we'll see
2: it, it should be a good one man uh, we gotta make sure all our fighters made, get paid too what was that i said we gotta make sure all our fighters get paid too uh, yeah i mean like i said you can't have everything <laughs> all right
1: uh, all right uh speaking of fights getting made uh spencer porter officially announced man excitement level
2: yeah yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's it's a big fight. I'll get more excited closer to the fight, but there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of question marks. Like we know what we expect. The 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 most exciting thing that could happen would be Porter randomly stopping Aero Spence, which yeah. is like so far from what we expect. And from what we've seen so far based on the eye tests, um Arrow Spence is just on a totally different level and we don't even expect this fight to be competitive. It's a good fight cuz it's and champion against champion yeah. unification, but I mean there's better f- we want to see Arrow Spence in there against Terence Crawford and if Manny if a Manny Pacquiao or a uh, Keith Thurman wins wins today. I mean, you know, maybe one of one of those guys, maybe a Danny Garcia. But Sean Porter, just, I mean, I don't see him. It's not a good style matchup, I feel like, for him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see him being able to do much. I mean, I, I see Spence dominating to a stoppage. I'm with you, man. I, I'll be honest with you.
1: I really believe Errol Spence is head and shoulders above everybody in that weight class. Even over Terrence Crawford. Um, stylistically, I think his size and his power is a it, it's just a bad matchup. Um, and not only that, I think his skill set. I think he's so well schooled. He's so technical. I think people don't give him the credit he deserves. Um, I think he goes out there and puts on a show. I really do. I think he stops. Uh, he stops um, Porter in impressive fashion. And we'll see what happens, man. But I, I see I see this being a one side of the ass whooping excitement level. Yeah, I, I guess I'll say it's a 7 because I want to see Spence. That's what I'll say out of 10. I give it a 7 out of 10 because I want to see Spence. By the time the fight stuff, maybe I'll move it up to an 8 at top, stuff. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, at this point, I may be a five six. I'm just not all that excited, but like you, I do want to see Spence. And to a certain extent, I want to see Porter as well, but more so Spence. Um, do you think... Do you take anything away from Spence if he doesn't get a knockout against a fighter like Porter?
1: I I, never, My, I I do not take anything away from fighters if they don't get a knockout, especially at the championship level.
2: I do take something away from er- Errol Spence and not a lot, not a lot. You just, would. Just, a, just, just, just <laughs> a little bit because Porter is a guy that will be there to be hit. So if Errol Spence is... Has Porter ever he, been stopped? Is, if Errol Spence... He's, he, no, he hasn't. But he's, has Errol he
1: fought dudes who can crack?
2: Yeah. It,
1: it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't finish. It, 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 it wouldn't surprise or disappoint me.
2: I'd like to see him get that finish.
1: I mean, yes, I would like to see him get that finish. I expect him to get that finish. But if he doesn't get the finish against somebody who is proven to be durable, against guys who are known to put people to sleep, it would. It wouldn't bother me in
2: the least. In a division that talented, you gotta look dominant. I'm just, and and, I'm, I, and see, I said I'm, I'm not. I'm, look, saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying like. Go ahead. I think I'm not, I'm not saying. Oh, like you know, Errol Spence is the most talented fighter in the world. One day, and he doesn't knock Porter out, and like you know, he drops down like to you know number seven in the rankings. No, like he's still Errol Spence. He still leaves some bounds again. Uh, you know, above most in the division. I just think with the Porter style. Errol Spence needs to get him out of there. I, I'm be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I guess uh, I
1: can see. Again, I look at it. I want him to finish him. I think he can finish him. I think it's going to be really difficult to finish Porter.
2: He's damn good. He he's he's good. Um, I, but he's there. To, he's there to be hit. Um, we saw Broner drop him. Um, He may have been hurt or buzzed a couple times against Thurman, so I mean, you know, he's not, he's not invincible, but I think he was able to body other guys in a way that he won't be able to body uh, keep the body Errol Spence, and Errol Spence, I think, will be able to create a little bit more room for his punches, and I mean, you know, he's not a defensive wizard, so, I mean, he'll be there for Errol Spence to do his body work, and then his head will be there for the taking in the later rounds. I, I would like to see him get it, get him out of there, especially since he's for a more technical fight, which I understood against Mikey Garcia.
1: Yeah, I can see that, man. No, it'll, be, it'll be a good fight. I think it's going to be a really good fight. I think it'll be an exciting fight. Um but i'm with you man at the end of the day i, I see spence stopping porter um, but I'm, as of right now at, at the most i can get excited for
2: is a seven and the seven is strictly based on i really want to see spence fight this was we had this debate not too long ago and you were bigger on that fight than the fight this weekend and i just don't get why
1: i said that fight had bigger impl- it had more of a meaning than this fight. I I, I think that's that's two champions fighting. This fight to me is two guys that honestly are probably over the hill. I'm seeing two guys and the other ones that are actually closer to their prime versus two guys. And again, I'm always going to be more excited for a fight that's happening in two days.
2: I, I Okay, fair. I think initially we had the conversation was what fight we're more excited about and you were on the side and, uh, side of Spence and Porter. I was on the side of uh, Pacquiao, uh, Pacquiao yeah, Thurman. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And again, uh, like I said in the, in the very beginning, I still stand by the way how I feel about this this fight between uh, Thurman and, and Pacquiao. These are two guys who are over the hill. This fight, they at the end of the day, I don't believe they can beat anybody else in the top of the welterweight division. So the fight that actually means more is the fight with spence and porter so i'm way more excited about that because of the implications of what it has to do with the division i don't think these two other these two guys as good and as legendary as they've been in the past i think they're this is a perfect matchup at this point in time in their career to fight each other because there are not that many other people that they
2: can beat at the top at least if either one of these guys looks impressive and gets the knockout, they're right there at the top of the division. Um, right below uh, Q, Errol Spence and um, and Terence Crawford. One hundred percent. And this is thing lose. And this is they they probably do lose. But I mean, it, it has more it, it more implication, better implications because not much happens with this fight. Errol Spence going to get another belt. You know, we expect him to win pretty easily. Like there's not a storyline there. There's not there, there's. Not much to be excited about where this fight, there is actually a lot to be excited about because it can determine what the division looks like for the next couple of years, who some of these top guys are actually taking fights with. Um, and it's closer in terms of talent level. And there's so much there's so much unknown here. And that's what's so exciting about boxing is the unknown.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's a lot of mystery, like you said, to this fight. And I, I am definitely more excited about this fight now than I've been in a long time. Um, and honestly, I don't think I got excited about this fight till this week. Uh, I think just because it's actually happening. But look, it's going to be a good time. Um, I, I think Pacquiao always comes with it. I think Thurman has a fan-friendly style. And if he is as chinny as we both think he is, it can make it really entertaining. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a good fight weekend. It's a lot of news today, man yo bro anything else you want to get on today man
2: hey man that's all for me um once again free flacco. uh but yeah that's all, all for me it's it um is, man. not much
1: well there you go hey always a pleasure man brandon camille find him at b cam 13 and b cam thanks on
2: twitter yeah yeah b cam 13 that's two m's and uh b cam thanks one m on twitter like the man said there we go man b cam i appreciate you bro
1: I'll appreciate it absolutely man see you next time boom there it is that was my conversation this week with Brandon Camille man look there's so much going on this week we have Caleb Plant we have the Pacquiao Thurman fight um there's so much title implications and things going on this past week yard um you know uh Kovalev and so much more uh and check it out man Now that we're back, yo, we're going to continue doing what we're doing. We're going to continue staying consistent and continue really, really bringing you guys amazing content. So this weekend, I will have finally released my conversation with... Chicago's very own Chris Milley he and I are going to have an amazing conversation also we're going to go ahead and follow up and break down everything that's been happening in MMA not only everything that is happening currently in MMA we're going to talk about this weekend's amazing fight with the Tim Duncan of MMA and I'm talking about Leon Edwards against one of the most consistent legends in the game Rafael Dos Anjos. so that is this upcoming weekend on ESPN Plus, I believe, um, but check it out. We're going to be here to break all your fight news and everything down for you guys. So, without further ado, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at SageEatsChicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Also check us out on the fight podcast man all of our social media pages at the fight podcast check me out at serge vicente don't forget to check out b cam at bcam 13 and at b cam thanks b cam 13 is with two m's and um like you said a little bit earlier and uh so much more man so thank you for paying attention thank you for tuning in love you guys see you next time right here on the fight podcast deuces